Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Soccer Symphony. I am your host, Jeffrey Vitas, as always. And talk about consistency. It's been a while. It's been a little bit over a week since I uploaded uh, an episode to the podcast. And being a beginner podcast, I should really be a little bit more consistent. I don't have that luxury to take a little break because this is a small little independent podcast that to many people might be a little bit irrelevant for now but obviously our eyes are focused on better things we're going to keep dreaming big with the podcast soccer symphony is your podcast where you can come and listen and expand your knowledge on your view of the beautiful game as we know and love it because after those 90 minutes off of the pitch soccer keeps going we got rumors we got transfers we have stories we have insane stuff because That's what soccer does. It brings so much more than just 90 minutes on the pitch because the passion, we do live it then and there. But then after that, it carries on. And with this episode, I wanted to bring you in. We're talking about episode number five. And I guess it's going to be sort of a part two or a second part to the transfer windows because it hasn't closed yet. We're in the last month of transfers. And uh, obviously, with just a few days that episode has not been uploaded. There's already been a whole bunch of transfers and rumors and topics that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about transfers, rumors, and uh, just a few couple of points that I wanted to talk about. Um, And we're going to get right into it. Um, I don't really know how long this podcast will be, but I first off wanted to start by thanking every single person who listened to the last episode. The last episode had the highest number of listens uh, than any other episode that we've uploaded to the podcast. So whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast from the bottom of my heart, I just wanted to thank you. And I will always continue to thank people for taking the time to listen to the podcast. But the podcast, me uploading an episode to the podcast is way overdue. We have to talk about it because the more I hold off, literally the more stories keep piling up, transfers keep piling up, rumors keep piling up. And I'm doing this on a Tuesday. I'm hoping that this will be uploaded by tomorrow so everybody can listen and really kind of gain some more knowledge and expand and let's start a conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Soccer Symphony. Uh, there, there've been a couple of few people who have followed randomly. I haven't promoted the podcast yet. Literally everything that has happened, I'm just doing it, putting it out there by itself without any promotion, without any sort of going on social media and promoting it. I haven't promoted the Twitter because obviously I have my own personal accounts, which I could, you know, get friends and family and people to take a listen to it. But you, beautiful listener who are listening to this, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to some random dude talk about soccer and stuff like that. So I thank you for that. But let's just jump right into it because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to cover. And I also don't want to drag out the episodes unless you're the committed and devoted person who loves soccer so much. You take your time to listen to the entire episode. I appreciate that. But... Let's just jump right into it because there's a lot to talk about. And in the last episode, we talked about all the pot, the all the, the transfers, the big summer transfers that have sort of splashed all over the place. Kylian Mbappe, Cristiano Ronaldo, Thomas Lamar, Riyad Mahrez. We I think we talked about all of that stuff. But to, there have been a couple of transfers that have happened since then. I'm not sure if in the last podcast we talked about Jorginho joining 
uh, Chelsea from Napoli because obviously Zari's there. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to be talking about, first off the bat, we're going to be talking about Gonzalo Higuain joining AC Milan on a loan. Now, he he joined AC Milan because, I mean, Juventus already is squatted and with Ronaldo joining the bunch, I don't know how much playing time a guy like Gonzalo Higuain would get. He's already been Serie A's top goal scorer. But maybe he wanted a little challenge or maybe he just wanted to leave in the shadow that Ronaldo was going to cast over every single person. Because let's be honest, Ronaldo is going to get all the attention and all the focus and all everything just all about him. It was the same with, with that at Real Madrid. And Real Madrid is already a star-studded squad. Like, they're full of stars. But the brightest star in Real Madrid was Ronaldo. But now he left, he joined Juventus. And that's that in itself um, was big, was a big bang. Because you know, and I don't know if I covered it in the last podcast, even though, side note, I do take my time to go back and listen to my podcast to see where I mess up to correct myself and stuff like that. But, end of side note, Juventus is going to make an impact. He's going there to try to win stuff. We know he's going to win Serie A. We know he's going to aim for the Champions League. And we know that probably going to win like... Like uh, the Coppa Italiana and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they will. But nonetheless, that's probably why Gonzalo Higuain took that step and said, you know what? I'm going to be loaned to to AC Milan. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> Let's see what happens with this uh, transfer. Will Higuain rip, rip it at AC Milan? Will he do good? Will he do bad? Will there be pros and cons to Higuain joining? Um, I mean, I, I, off the bat, and I always have the the web in front of me for reference and to get info and stuff like that. But Isi and Lan aren't like squatted that you're like, oh my gosh. I don't think Isi Milan are a threat. They haven't been a threat for a while. Sedia isn't like what it used to be with like the three giants and Inter, Juve, and Isi Milan. In recent years, we've seen Napoli make a step up. But but it, it's not the same. And AC Milan is not the same. Alright, so they have Higuain. They have Suso, who is 24 years old. He has a pretty good value. But honestly, Kalinic supposedly is, is on his way to Atletico Madrid, which is a rumor I guess you could put out there. <clears throat> and they don't have anybody. So AC Milan really needed somebody. And in Higuain, they got somebody. I mean, a couple of seasons back, Juventus signed Higuain. And that made a big impact. He ended up being the 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 league goal scorer. I mean, like, he, he, he actually delivered for Juventus. Will he deliver for AC Milan in the same way? We've yet to see. But if you go through the AC Milan roster, there aren't any names that you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Look at this five-star squad, Champions League-level squad. No. AC Milan, at this point, are like mid-table at best. They have good players. Obviously, AC Milan alone, the name alone, is historic, is important to Serie A history. But besides that, there's nothing more to AC Milan. So, will, will Iguain make an impact? He's 30 years old. Let's see where we go with that.
But with that, we're going to be moving over to Malcolm. And there's probably going to be a couple of transfers that I might not touch based on. But I'm going to touch based on the transfers that were pretty significant, that had stories behind them, that were pushed all over social media. If you're aware of it, I'm about to get you hit. So the next one is Malcolm. We know that Malcolm was pretty much already at Roma. Like, he left Bordeaux. I think things were were pretty much almost set in stone at Roma. Maybe there was a couple of things that weren't tied down yet. There wasn't anything concrete yet, but he was on his way well to Roma. Like, I saw, I saw, like, pictures. I saw, like, oh, he passed his medical. I saw, like, he was just, he was pretty much already a Roma player. And then we have Barcelona coming in with a hijack of the season. When they hijacked Roma's purchase from Bordeaux. Excuse me. Malcolm was already there at Roma. And here come in Barcelona. Swooping in and clutching Malcolm. It's it's crazy how that happened. I mean, I saw the trolling that Roma has done. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. When like they played, they played the friendly in the in the ICC in the International Champions Cup. It was funny how like they put the roster for Barcelona and they excluded Malcolm's name because Romar a little bit butthurt that he joined, but nonetheless he's joining. He's he he's joining for forty one million euro is the estimated price tag for Malcolm. That's how much Barcelona paid to Bordeaux. For Malcolm's services. The question will be. Will he deliver? What's going to happen to. Dembele's position. I mean they. Dembele's debut season was just passed. Maybe it wasn't the most luxurious. First season for Dembele but. It's kind of funny how Dembele is 21. Same age as Malcolm. And. Kylian Mbappe is like 19. And Mbappe is already a bigger name than Ousmane Dembele. He hasn't gone as everyone would have liked for it to have gone for Dembele. He hasn't delivered the way everyone would have expected for it to to have an impact. Because if you put Mount, uh, if you put Dembele and you put Mbappe next to each other, because they're both Frenchmen, they both played in the World Cup. Let for starters, Dembele and Mbappe both debuted in the World Cup's first game. That first game, I believe, against Australia. And then we never saw Dembele again. Dembele never put his foot on a pitch for France to rep again. I think he might have been a substitution, like, towards the end. If I'm... And I'm using only my my memory. If, if it's, like, letting me down, maybe he was substituted in once. After that first debut game. And it didn't even go that well for... For Dembele in, in, in the first game. Um, I think he might have even been subbed off. But then, I mean, um, Deschamps never put him again in. So, if you put Mbappe and, and Ousmane Dembele next to each other, I think the bigger name at this point and at the, in the ripe age of 19, being already a World Cup winner, scoring four goals, two of them against Argentina... And one in the final. It's a bigger name already. So the rumor is. Malcolm coming in. To try to solidify his name. To become somebody. Maybe the next Neymar. Maybe like 
somebody's successor because there will never be a successor for Messi at Barcelona. But Malcolm is going to try being somebody. I've seen clips. You can go on YouTube, look Malcolm up. You could, you could try finding him. He's, he's, he's dope. He has some nice things. He's done some nice things. He scored some nice goals. Typical stuff. Because everyone always tries putting their expectation on the player. They'll, they'll always try doing that. For example, and let's not go too far. Vinicius Jr., who joined from Flamengo, I believe, to Real Madrid. But they left him alone there for another two years because he was too young. They bought him at 16. He's 18. He can now join Real Madrid. He was like the next sensation. He was like the next Neymar, quote-unquote. But every single time you try comparing a player to an already star player... It always doesn't end well. I remember a couple of seasons ago, there was the next Neymar who played for Santos, um, Neilton. If you've heard of that name, Neilton, he was the next big thing. Nothing ended up happening. I think he ended up playing like even second or third division in Brazil. Now, I think I don't even know where he is now. Don't know. But they, they dubbed him the next Neymar. No. Then Vinicius Jr., the next Neymar. Sure. No one wants little fancy footwork and players it's cute it's nice when you see it on the pitch but you know what impresses people more creating chances creating opportunities creating plays and scoring goals that's what people want no one wants 90 minutes of flashy play and Neymar even though he does do that he still delivers and that's different from that from from someone who does all this fancy crap now Vinicius I think played one or two one either two or three, one two or three games for Real Madrid and ICC, just for the for the preseason stuff, and I don't think he delivered the way everyone would have expected him to. Um, I I'm not even sure if he even already scored a goal. I think he might have scored one goal for Real Madrid, in in the tournament. But will he deliver? Is does he have that expectation? That everyone's already holding him high at. We will see. We will definitely see. I predict maybe Vinicius Jr. will get loaned out. Probably. Probably either to Castilla or the loan him out somewhere else. I, I will Lopetegui actually use him, keep him in the in the first squad? Yet to be seen. But I mean, the point that I'm trying to get at is everyone's trying to keep their eyes on somebody. They're trying to dub someone the next, next, this, and this, and that. And that's pretty dope because Coutinho is a story where he he, he came up with with Neymar. They were on, like, on the same level. And then, obviously, Neymar was a bigger name, was a bigger household name. A lot of the weight was put on him, which ended up being better for Coutinho because he then he went under, he went under the radar. He went to Inter Milan. He didn't do so well there. And, and it's just like, wow, um, Neymar... Went high, Coutinho went low. He went to then Coutinho goes to Liverpool, rips the league there, does a tremendous job there, and then we see him doing what he's doing for Barcelona now. He is gonna be that trident up with Suarez and Messi. But that's my two cents on Malcolm. He will he break into the first squad? Will he get playing time? Because it's all about opportunities and consistency. Nobody wants one good game and three or four bad ones until you have a next good game again. And that's consistency. And that's something that about a topic I want to go. I really don't want to stretch these um I don't really don't want to stretch the this episode out because there's so much to cover, so much to talk about. Um so Malcolm hijacked from Roma, he's a Barcelona man now. And that's one thing. Uh Leon Goretzka. 
joins Bayern Munich for free from, um, I know this, Schalke. He joins from Schalke for free. He's valued at 40 million euro. Uh, I've heard good things about Goretzka. I'm a huge FIFA fan, so I've played FIFA since, ever since like GameCube, PS2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Clearly, I'm anxious and I'm waiting for FIFA 19 to come out because I'm a huge fan of player career mode. And for any of you listening that have played FIFA and do player, player career mode, you know Leon Goretzka is one of those players that down the line... He turns out being like an 87, 88. Turns out being really good. He's a, he, he's, he's, he has potential. He's joining a big club like Bayern Munich. So we're going to see what he does if he makes an impact. Because moving from that, uh, we're going to move over to Arturo Vidal. And I'm going to skip a little bit. But Arturo Vidal left Bayern Munich and he joined Barcelona. Barcelona's fourth signing... Um, because they signed Malcolm Linglet, and I, this is off memory here. They signed Malcolm Linglet, and I know this, and I don't want to use I don't want to use anything. Uh, Malcolm Linglet, who's a center back who joined from Sevilla, twenty three years old, thirty five, uh, uh, thirty five point, thirty five point. I hit babbling. 35.9, apparently, million euros. And they signed um, Arturo Vidal, King Arthur from Bayern Munich, the Chilean 31-year-old, is going to be sort of that replacement for Iniesta. Will he be? I don't think there will ever be a replacement for Iniesta in reality. Um, but clearly, that whole that gap needs to be filled. Because pause right before Arturo Vidal came, the midfield was left with like Rakitic, Busquets, um, Sergio Roberto can play center midfielder, but they kind of rely for him being right back. Who else uh, can be in that midfield position? Uh, Dennis Suarez, who I'm still like, he's a beast. They brought him back. Maybe he hasn't been given the opportunity he deserves. I don't know. And then also um, Andre Gomes, who joined from Valencia but has had a pretty bad spell at Barcelona, to be quite honest. He hasn't got the playing time he deserves. And he's. I think he's been trying to bounce. I think he might go back to Valencia. Only rumors and speculations, obviously. But that was... Uh, and, and they also lost Paulinho, who went back to Evergrande uh, in China, the Super League. So uh, Arturo Vidal becomes Barcelona's... Um, um, Fourth signing of the season, but right before I join, I, I I jump over. I think the first the first transfer of the window for Barcelona was Arthur, who joined from Gremio. Who like all of last seasons, there was like rumors going back and forth that Arthur was going to join from Brazil, come over to to Barcelona. He's a midfielder. He's a CM. I guess it's like another story of a Brazilian player who's a scarlet who's doing really good. He's only twenty one years old. Will he solidify himself and make Arthur a big name? Not just the cartoon that we grew up watching, you know. But I'm telling you, like, will Arthur become a household name? Will he, be, will he become a star? Will he shine for Barcelona? Will he leave a legacy like Iniesta was able, like Xavi was able to leave behind? Like, will he be able to cement himself? That was the first signing for Barcelona. And then I believe the second signing was Linglet. Then, obviously, the hijack 
of um of Roma's thing with Malcolm, and then the last signing for Barcelona, which is Arturo Vidal, who joined from Bayern Munich. He says he's gonna go over there to win. He wants to win titles. He wants to win the Champions League. Bro, like honestly, any any player who joins any team, especially a big name team like Chelsea, Man United, PSG, Bayern Munich, Juventus, whatever, those big teams, those big names are gonna aim for one thing. <clears throat> and Barcelona are honestly, I think, gonna have another solid, strong season in La Liga, which we will talk about in because in a short amount of time, uh, probably it had would have to be either Thursday. Um, because either tomorrow or Thursday, I'm, I, it's pushing, aiming for another podcast, podcast tomorrow is pushing it, but I do want to start a little series called, um, I haven't thought about it yet, but you'll probably see it soon, but pretty much start starting like a little series reviewing every single league before it starts. And the next one has to be the Premier League because I believe it starts this Friday and we got to get underway with that. And I ramble off a lot, but Honestly, on a little pause and side note, I always like emphasizing that this is a podcast that I have high expectations for. I want it to strive. I want it, want it to be successful. And I'm trying to put the energy and motivation behind it. Sometimes it's hard because we all have those slumps and stuff like that. But I'm still trying to piece together getting, um, getting equipment for it. I'm trying to buy a, a good mic, trying to buy the correct equipment and software to make the podcast 10 times better than what it is now. And Soccer Symphony was just that medium for me to put my foot in the door and get me out there and get me exposed, get me comfortable with talking, talking because I'm a really I'm really good at talking if you haven't noticed um a lot. But I I mumble a lot and most of this is besides some of the premeditation I do and using the internet obviously. And but pretty much all of this is uh uh spontaneous it comes from me it comes from my knowledge and the experience i have learning about soccer for quite a while now so so i'm really happy but if you if you're putting up with me now believe me you are like that the the foundation and the base the fan fan base for soccer symphony i don't know how far it will get if i hope not and my dream and goal and hope is for this podcast to grow more of what it is now but if if soccer symphony ever were to fail i would definitely know what to do next time because i wouldn't give up that easily um i am very captivated by podcast like the concept of podcast is awesome because it's it's we're we're living in a past in a fast-paced world where everything is going fast right by us and there's so much to talk about and honestly the best way to, to learn is by listening and watching obviously but most people can't drive and watch you can't walk and watch but you can drive and listen you can walk and listen you can be doing something productive like cleaning your room or cleaning your car or just hard work whatever popping in your earphones or headphones whatever you have and listening and we're pretty good at that but <clears throat> on that side note believe me soccer symphony with with strength dedication and motivation and perseverance and consistency obviously a big key um i know that soccer symphony can become successful and if you're going to be part of that building block that's going to help push this podcast to the you know brink to keep pushing it forward 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 then i appreciate you i thank you i salute you and obviously thank you for listening but back to some real stuff um those are the big 
transfers. Uh, Lucas Torreira joined uh, Arsenal after having a very good, <clears throat> excuse me, a good productive um, World Cup campaign with with Uruguay. Arsenal really did need some more because they've gotten rid of a few players. They need to cover gaps, and Arsenal looked pretty strong. But we're gonna go more in depth and talk about that in the Premier League preview. Um, we're, we're gonna do a preview right before the season start, and we're gonna do um sort of review of the season after it ends, with expert with the expectation and hope and goal that this grows to be more than than what it is now. But anyways, um, so Arthur in Barcelona, Amir Khan's Juventus, I believe we talked about in the last one. Alvaro Odriozola joined Real Madrid from Real Sociedad for a whopping thirty million euro. Uh, they need. They're trying to find, I wouldn't say replacement, but someone to get that experience. Um, Carvajal isn't getting any younger. I believe he's like 28, 29, or 30. But he's either in his late 20s, early 30s. But you can't rely on a player forever. And I'm not saying Alvaro Odriozola is already a world-class right back. Clearly, he's going to have to earn his position, earn his spot, learn, gain experience, trust and confidence from um, Lopetegui at Real Madrid. There's just so much to talk about in that aspect. And I want to just throw out the names that are being transferred because clearly all these players are going to new leagues, joining new teams, and that will be discussed discussed into depth in the preview of every single uh, league preview. You know, we're going to talk about Bundesliga, Liga, uh, La Liga, Serie A, which is starting to become a hot and spicy league right now because rumors are that Luka Modric wants to bounce uh, out of Real Madrid, and he wants to join Inter Milan. I'm an Inter fan. I'm, I'm an Inter supporter. When it comes to respective leagues, I like I like having a preference specific for, for a specific team, and for me, that specific team in in Italy has to be Inter Milan, just because I'm I'm an Argentina fan, and um, Inter Milan has been home to many Argentinians. Uh, Javier Sanetti, which is a club legend, Cucho Cambiaso, Milito, etc., etc., etc. There's been other players, Palacios, now Mauricardi, now Lautaro Martinez. So there's names, I mean, and, and I just love the culture and the ambient that is Inter Milan. So, but anyways, that's besides the point. You know, we're going to go into depth of every single uh, season, of every single league. Um, Let me see what else I could talk about. Because I think I've already covered the main ones that are happening right now. You know, William Carvalho. Um, left Sporting in Portugal to join Real Betis for twenty million. Uh, there's another dude called Paulinho who joined Bayer Leverkusen for eighteen point five million. Will he be that that transfer that people will be like, like underrated? But then he ends up becoming a legend because let me tell you something. Most of the time, these players come. He he joined apparently from. I I think Flamengo too. Okay, I'm sorry. Vasco de Gama. He joined from Vasco de Gama in the league. Um, and uh, Bar Leverkusen just clutched him. The kid's 18 years old. Let me ask you something. He's 18 years old. His name is Paulinho. He was born in 2000, bruh. July 15, 2000. That's when he was born. Just to give you a little fathom here. Um, he's played for, like, Brazil U20. His name is Paulinho. Just like the Paulinho that played for Barcelona. But I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of him. And those are the people you put, you're supposed to put your eye on. Those players that, you know, sometimes the players that go for the least or the, the like the littlest 
Um, those are the, end, the players that end up becoming like legends and stuff like that. Uh, with with Gonzalo Higuain joining AC Milan, Benucci dips from AC Milan, rejoining uh, Juventus. That's pretty interesting. You know, Gelson Martins joins uh, Atletico Madrid, I believe, also from from Sporting in 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 Portugal, Liga Nos. Um, I think that should be enough for transfers that have happened. I because I covered a lot of them in the last episode, in the first episode of the transfer window, on episode four. But this is episode five, part two of the transfer window leagues and rumors and other stuff on top of that. Um. Apparently, uh, Axel Witzel, I think he played in China, joined Borussia Dortmund for eighteen million, uh, pound. It's interesting. I mean, the the like we we've talked about the biggest transfers of the season so far, but clearly Joe Hart also, uh, uh, Joe Hart joins Burnley. I think he played a couple of friendlies with Man City, but he's like nah, bro, I'm bouncing. He went to Burnley, uh, but on on a little bit on the note of. Of rumors, and I don't even think this is a rumor anymore. But Courtois hasn't been training with uh, Chelsea, and there have been photographs and pictures of him in a in a like a shopping store, or like a store or a shopping center in Spain, and like the market took pictures of him and everything, and they're like, "Yo, Courtois in Spain," which only pushes more the rumors that Courtois in the following hours, maybe even by the time this podcast is out. He's probably gonna be a, uh, an a, a Real Madrid player, because the, another rumor is that Kepa or Oyal no uh, no no no, Kepa. I think his name is Oyal Oyal Sabal. He has a weird name, but clearly he's from like the Vasco, the Vasco uh region in um, in Spain. Um, he he's set. Chelsea are set to pay a world record. A fee for Atletico, um, Atletico Bilbao keeper Kepa. I think his name is Kepa, something. Oh, is this like really, really um, Ari Sabalaga? There we go, Kepa Ari Sabalaga. That's his name. Um, and and they're pushing his market value is twenty million euro, but should Courtois leave, then. It's over. It's literally over for um from Chelsea and they really need to cover that hole in that in the likes of that. But like that's another rumor that was made. And now we're at the thirty thirty minute marker. I think I've covered the most of the newest transfers and the the up to up to par rumors that have been blasting out right now. Um Apparently, Bakayoko, who I think joined from Monaco to Chelsea, is now rumored to go to AC Milan. So I think that was that's part probably like a significant rumor right there in its own. Kepa Kepa Arisabalaga to join Chelsea for a whopping you know amount of money. Um, Joe Hart already joined Burnley, and I'm just going through the list that I have here just to make sure I've covered everything because. There's been a lot of transfers that happened over the last one to this new one. Oh, also, before I forget, Mateo Kovacic joined 
Chelsea on a loan, supposedly with him leaving, with Luka Modric leaving for Inter, it looks like Mateo Kovacic is headed for a loan move to Chelsea. It's not official yet, but apparently Mateo Kovacic has been a little bit rebellious and he's putting up a little fit, has not been showing up to to practices. And that's one thing. Another rumor is apparently Toby uh, Alderwilder. Uh, okay, hold up. Let me. <clears throat> Toby Alderweireld. I don't even know how to pronounce that, bro. Honestly, Tony Alderweireld. <laughs> uh, supposedly, Man United are trying to clutch him up from Tottenham. Could that happen? Apparently, it has a little fuel behind it, but at the same time, it's like dipping. It's nothing sure. And also, if my if my mind isn't failing me. I don't know if I covered this in the last po- the last podcast, but Shedran Shakiri joined Liverpool, my beloved Liverpool, for I think like eighteen million, something like that, from Southampton, who obviously, I'm sorry, Stoke City, poop, from Stoke City, um, because obviously they got relegated and. Liverpool are trying to strengthen themselves. They're actually trying to put up a fight, which I hope they do put up a good fight for the Premier League this season. So, honestly, my fair listener, I thank you for the time you've taken to listen to this podcast. Like I said, I'm not trying to stretch it out. And I'm also compacting a lot into this podcast. I really thank every single person who listened to the last last, last podcast. Um, because it's it got the highest listening. Let's try pushing for this one for more. Um, spread the word if you love this. If you okay, I'm I'm being a little bit exaggerated, but if you like this podcast enough to share it with somebody who you think would be interested, feel free to. Maybe in the midst, like in the maybe like halfway through through the the season, maybe like during that winter break. Like you know, like we divide the every single league in two parts, like the winter, like the August through like November, kind of window part before the winter break comes up. Even though in the Premier League you really don't have much of a break, and then it it all kicks off with the summer tra- with the I'm sorry with the winter transfer window or the one month window that opens up in January, the January transfer window. I'm going to try having everything set up for making this podcast better, having the right equipment, being able to be a little bit more organized and specified uh, with the episodes and start promoting the crap out of it. The only reason I'm not doing it now is because I want to get used to recording a lot. I want to get used to fl- like just flowing, everything happening happening naturally. None of this is scripted. None of this is like planned besides in my head. That I kind of have the topics that I want to piece together, but if you're supporting me in the in the thick, through the thick and thin, I really appreciate you, because once soccer symphony is huge, you'll know you were in the midst of the big creation. And you know what? Even if soccer symphony doesn't become big or anything, um, you're still a stepping stone in this crazy obsessed guys' obsession with soccer and football or footy news and transfers and all that stuff. There might have been transfers and rumors that I missed, but if you would like to follow us on Twitter, at Soccer Symphony, um, 
I would really appreciate a little heads up. You know, if you're listening to this on any of the platforms, there's many platforms that Soccer Symphony is put on. I appreciate you. I thank you for that. Uh, I hope this Soccer Symphony episode was like music to your ears. Uh, Stay close. I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, keep learning more and keep your ear glued to the transfer window because it never stops running. That's a little bit of an awkward ending. But I thank you. I appreciate it. Until the next episode six, see you then.